Hello and welcome to episode 45 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. We are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. I'm your host, Byron Reed, and alongside me is my co-host, Ken Rossi. What's up, man? Another week, another podcast. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. Fantastic, even. Wonderful, wonderful. I'm glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. So last week, we talked about uh, State of Decay 2 and our impressions on it and everything. Uh, that was a really good episode. Your banner for that's really cool, by the way. I'll throw that out there. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, of course. No problem. No problem. If you missed that one, uh, go back and listen to that one. It was a really good episode. This week, we're going to chat about Detroit Become Human. So what's uh tell me about it? What's it about? Like I know it's a it's a David Cage game that I'll talk about that in a minute later, but Yeah, so David Cage is behind this and he loves doing games that kind of take what's real and what's mythical and kind of merges them into one. Mm-hmm. Um but this game is it's as far as I've played, there's like nothing mythical about it, right? Um, and uh, the whole the whole premise in Detroit Become Human is that this company has made androids, and these androids are kind of like the iPhones of the future. You know, they're everywhere. Everybody has one, right? And uh, they were designed to uh, do a more service job, you know, like do construction, made work, kind of take away the, um, the, the more menial, dangerous tasks that uh, everyone normally does. Right. And uh, so there, there's kind of this storyline in it, too, is that there's a lot of people that lost their jaws because of androids. And so there are people that hate androids uh, for this reason. Um, And then there are those people that uh, think of them as more than just androids. Right. And they they think of them as human in themselves. Um, And the the basic plot line is that uh, these androids start becoming self-aware. And they start having feelings and emotions and there's even androids that um, will kill humans. And uh, like the very first uh, part of the game that opens up, and they even had the trailer for it. So this isn't spoilers by any means. Right. Um, but uh, one of the main characters, his name is Connor, and he's a... Uh, oh, is det- that the, the cop one? Yeah. He's a detective you know, I, I, I did I did play the demo. I should have, I should have said that earlier. I did play the demo. It was really fun. Oh, I didn't play the demo. <laughs> yeah, I did play the demo. Super fun. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but Connor, he's a, a detective android, and so he, uh, you go in and investigate. And obviously, with a David Cage game, um, you can do a lot of stuff, which will open up options, or you can not do as much, and that'll change your options and change your story based on how you play. Um, biggest thing about David Cage games is that what you do is important 
as what you don't do. Right. And so, um, if you do the investigation, like with me, I tried to, I tried to like get every investigation note and, and make him very thorough. And if you go through and find everything, you find out that, um, this Android was perfectly fine until the family was talking about upgrading and getting rid of him. Yeah. Yep. That's, and, I did the same thing in the demo. I was trying to be really thorough and look mm-hmm. through everything. Right. Yeah. And so um, them wanting to replace him triggered an emotion, a fear emotion in this android because he didn't want to die and he thought yeah. that they loved him. And so he takes the little girl hostage and that's why they brought you in was to talk him out of it. And depending on what you do, um, will change the story. I don't know. Tell me, um, since you played the demo, what happened? Like, where did the demo end? Uh, for me, um, I went through and I played the demo, and it ended with the android actually dying. Okay. He got he got shot. Okay. Not by me, by the snipers. But you saved the, the girl. Yeah. Okay. So I was saved, but the android eventually got shot. Yeah. So I think that's interesting because that's the same ending I got um, was that he was upset at me because I had lied to him and like there was a couple snipers as soon as he like let the girl down they like open fired into him and like messed him up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there are actually different endings in that. Like there's an ending I saw where um, you shoot the android yourself and he like falls backwards and you have to try and save the girl or save the android oh, or whatever. No. Yeah. And so there, there's like so many different endings. And one of the cool things too, with this game, uh, or with this particular version, because all David Cage games that I've played are like this, they have these multiple stories and branching stories. Right. Um, but with this one, they actually give you a flow chart. And I was going to so, say, yeah, that flow chart's really cool. Yeah. Because at the end of the demo, they show you like, oh, here's the things you missed, and here's the things you could have did or whatever, and it zooms out to a big flow chart at the end. And I'm like, yo, that's really dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's something that uh, I really appreciate in this game as a completionist, somebody that likes to complete my games. Uh, I appreciate knowing how I could have changed stuff, how stuff, uh, different things could have happened. Yeah. Um, and that almost gives you an idea of, of how difficult a game this is to make. Yeah. <laughs> like, because they have to think of every option. Like, if you don't find out that he uh, got the gun, like how he got the gun or whatever, then you don't know to talk to him about how he was being replaced. Like, right. if you don't do that, that's not even an option. And so yeah, like, there's so there's so much stuff that goes into the choice and consequence and trying to uh, do everything or not do everything. And it changes the overall outcome of the encounter itself. Yeah. Well, not so not only that, but the whole game. So at the end of that first story, there's I think there's like four or five branches that you can end it with, if I recall. Mm-hmm. that changes the rest of the game. So 
those four or five different endings, there are now four or five different versions of the game that you can continue on from there. Huh. So just just thinking about that magnitude, like <laughs> like what went into this just to create the story and to keep the story straight, like it's it's really insane. You know, I even yeah. watched they have a video kind of a making of once you beat the game, you can go in and unlock a making of. Mm-hmm. And they was talking with the actors because that's another thing uh, David Cage does. He gets real actors and he imports their face, their voice, their body into the game. So you're playing as that actor. And what they do is they go in and they act out the scenes. <laughs> so they actually act out the scenes in the game that you see. That's and, really cool. Yeah. And, and it, it adds another layer of uh, authenticity to, to, the, to the game, to the story. Right. And they show the, they show the guys, like they have, uh, of course, the, the ping pong suits, you know, the, the track yeah. suits that are like super tight and they have the little balls on them so they know where their uh, different positions are. Yeah, little um, cap suits and stuff, yeah. And they also put like, I swear they put like a hundred little dots on their face so they can see their uh, expressions and their emotions Right, and stuff. facial animations and all that stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were saying uh, during that too that, um, you know, with a normal movie, uh, with a script like this, it would take like four or five months uh, to get through filming that. And with them, they get it done in like four or five weeks. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> just because it's like um, there's no set pretty much. They, they just get... Um, like stuff built that represents and you use your imagination and like this is what you see this is what's in here and they just record that and then the programmers go in and they they match up everything and make sure everything looks um right it's really dope it's yeah it's really impressive um what they do and what they can do with that i'm really interested to know what you think about uh david cage in general because i i know we had talked about it a little bit uh off off air a few few weeks ago um but there's a lot of at least from what i've seen there's a few uh no there is actually like some uh, vitriol for the guy i mm. don't understand why um maybe maybe because i haven't played any of his games but uh I don't understand why there's this vitriol for him and how he does his stories because to me it seems like it's a really interesting concept in that the choices you make actually matter uh, and that everything can change depending on what you do and what you don't do. It's like a Telltale game or something like that, but on a whole, but on a on a much grander scheme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it totally is. And uh, when we was talking about this. Um, before and you said that there was like you know all this backlash or hate for David Cage I didn't really get it like I was like I don't understand it because yeah because when I hear David Cage is working on a game I'm like oh sweet that's that's gonna become a new game I'm looking forward to you know um I've I've honestly never um I've never played a David Cage game that I didn't like that wasn't uh, good you know like 
not all of his games are great. That's you know, it's not saying that uh, he's the greatest storyteller ever, and these games yeah. are masterpieces, you know. Um, but I've always enjoyed uh, the games. I've always enjoyed uh, the story and the pace. So I I don't get what what backlash or negativity there is mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to David Cage, just because I've you know I mean I guess we can look back at his previous games that he's done. Um, you know he's he done, did uh, Beyond Two Souls, right? Yeah, Beyond Two Souls. He did Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain. And then, uh, what's the other one? Um, well, it was Indigo Prophecy. Yes, Or thank you. if you're from the land of Europe, it was called Fahrenheit. Which, on the re-release they did for the PC, they ended up calling it Fahrenheit Indigo Prophecy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, but yeah, so those are the, the main games he's done. He also did another game called uh, Omicron, The Nomad Soul. But I haven't played that one, and so I'm not really sure what that game is or what it's like or, or anything yeah. like that. And it's it's funny because I remember when Heavy Rain was uh, being talked about way back when on the PS3, and I was like, yo, I want to play this game. It seems really dope, and I, I missed it. And we're going to get around to playing it. Same thing goes for uh, Beyond Two Souls. That was with uh, Emma Stone, I think. No, no, no. It wasn't. Else? It wasn't Emma Stone. Ellen Page. Thank That's you, right. thank you. I noticed the E in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that that game got right in a little bit of trouble because, um, there was a nude scene in there that wasn't supposed to be in there, but a hacker found it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, I remember hearing about that, and she was not happy. Yep. Not happy, but um, but no, I I I've wanted to play uh, these games, and I never got around to them. So I mean, I do plan on playing it at some point. When I just when I don't know, but at some point I plan on uh, playing Detroit Become Human because I was really excited for it. You mean you were talking about it, you know, when they were first talking about it, and as we got more information about the game, I was like, yeah, I'm really looking forward to playing this game because. I love stuff like this. It's right, right in my, uh, in my wheelhouse. Yeah. So to and, speak. So, and you know, I mean, you haven't, as far as I'm aware, you haven't played any of the other David Cage games that we just Correct. mentioned. Correct. I have um, not, but I have, <laughs> and yeah. um, I can tell you that of those four games, um, this is by far the best, um, game that he's done. Uh, it has the most uh, compelling story to it um, because it it's kind of you know I I don't want to give away the story because that's what this game is it's a story yeah um, but it does have to do with equal rights which I think can kind of hit home uh, for a lot of people yeah definitely sure and um, you know it has to deal with. Uh, minorities and and deal with oppression and it has those themes in there but there's a lot of that going on in, okay. in the world today okay. and yeah. so I definitely think a lot of people can um, relate to it most definitely you know? yeah um, because in the in the past with uh, I mean real quick 
Beyond Two Humans. Um, that was my least favorite David Cage game, but it's about a little girl that has a apparition um, that can either do good things or bad things because you kind of yeah. control the apparition. Um, and then with Heavy Rain, it's about uh, a child going missing. Yes. And you play as He's the father, a, you play Jason, as a whatever. private eye, and you play as a news reporter that are, and of course, uh, a detective, an FBI detective. Yeah. Um, all looking into this case because it's not just I think one child going missing, it's like a bunch. And mm-hmm. that Trying one. Trying to find the origami killer and such. Yeah. Well, I mean, it also in in the story of that one, these children are all either found or they're kidnapped. It's been a while. I can't remember how, but there's always rain. Like if they get kidnapped, then there's rain for like the next 14 days. And then the child <laughs> is found dead or something like that. Oh, jeez! Like that's <laughs> so whenever like a child gets kidnapped and it starts raining, then it's the origami killer. And they know they have like X amount of days to find the child before. Right. Uh, they're dead. And um, the ending to that is is actually pretty good. Um, the story is kind of uh, premise, I sh- should say, is a bit wonky, but the ending to that is is pretty good. Um, and then with Fahrenheit, um, it's it's kind of about uh, cultism, I guess, <laughs> because this this guy I told you about it, but this guy he like comes to. And he's in a restaurant bathroom, and there's a guy dead on the floor, and his hands are all bloody. And so it's like, you're kind of like, oh, wait, did I kill him? Yeah, what happened? Yeah. You know, do you go in? Do you wash your hands? Do you leave out the the window? Do you leave out the door? You know, there's actually a cop. It goes split screen, and there's a cop uh, going in, sitting down, talking. And eventually he comes around into the kitchen and finds the body. And if you're there, you know. You have to decide, like, oh, I gotta get out of here. Uh, well, how am I gonna get out of here before the cop sees me or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's there's other characters in there as well. There's a cop. Um, I think it's actually might be two cops you play as. So there's the guy that uh, wakes up and finds a dead body, and then there's two cops that you play as. So each of these games, like, you play as multiple people, and you get their perspective, and you can change the story based on what you do. But getting back to Detroit Become Human... Um, I think it has uh, the best story, probably definitely the best acting. Like they've gotten the best actors, um, and it it just you know it it, it fits right in. Like it's almost perfect timing. <laughs> okay. For for what this this game is, you know, down at its core, and yeah. what's going on around the world, it's um, it's definitely pretty good. It's awesome. I'm uh, I'm I'm looking forward to playing it at some point. I know I've said that before, but you know I mean that. It's just a matter of when I get around to it. So mm-hmm. okay, tell me about the characters that you play as. Okay, yeah. So there are three main characters. Uh, I mentioned earlier, uh, there's Connor, who's the detective android. Um, there's also Kara, who is a house keeping android and her story um is kind of 
interesting because her story, she's uh, wakes up in the shop, like the repair shop, mm-hmm. and the guy says that, you know, like, oh, she, he's all fixed up and ready to take home. And what happened to her again? And he was like, yeah, she got ran over by a truck. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, so her story starts out. Uh, there and you go back to the home and she's the maid and she's supposed to uh, clean up and uh, they kind of introduce a there's a drug called red ice in that part and it uh, I don't know exactly what it does but it does make people like really angry when they take it right and so um, you kind of have to deal with that in certain parts of the game where you see people uh, have either have taken this red ice or they uh, used it or they're distributing it or whatever. That's kind of a theme in there as well. And so uh, that's kind of what Kara has to deal with is this guy that's uh, taking red ice and he has a little girl <clears throat> as well. And then um, the last character... Uh, that you play as is Marcus and he is caring for uh, an old painter um, who's actually played by Lance Hendrickson uh, people that you know know old movies <laughs> like me right yeah <laughs> they, they know who he is <laughs> <laughs> um, but no he's he's been in a lot of movies uh, I know he was in Alien I think he was the guy you ever watch Alien the original one way back uh, I may have. Um, I may yeah. have seen pieces of it, but it's been so long. Well, an alien, uh, one of the guys gets infected, and he's, and I'm pretty sure he's the one where it, like, rips out of his chest, if I recall. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I can't be 100% sure, because it is a really old movie. Right. But, <clears throat> um, anyways, moving along. Um he takes care of this old guy. And so he's just a, a caretaker. Like it actually starts out with him. Um, you're going to a paint store to pick up some paint because mm-hmm. this guy's a painter and you're bringing it back for him and you take care of him cause he's in a wheelchair and he's old. And I mean, Lance right. Hendrickson is old too. Um, but yeah, so I mean, those are the the three main characters. Like they each take their their own story, and I even I told you when I was uh, playing it that <clears throat> I kind of decided that the three characters, how I played them, would be based on what I think they would do or they would be. Yeah. And so with the main character like Connor, um, I decided that I would play him as kind of cold and. And make him a computer. So if there was a choice, because yeah, I mean, he does seem he does uh, give off that vibe, I guess, of being a, a cold, calculated uh, android, and like you said, being a computer. Yeah, basically. I mean, all, and they kind all of business get the job done, you know. Yeah, they kind of all start out that way. Like all yeah. of them start out that way, and then as the game progresses, you can have them show emotion and empathy, mm-hmm. or they can just be. Be, they can literally be androids the whole time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it gives you that choice, <clears throat> which is cool. 
Um, but that's what I decided that I would play uh, Connor as. That he would be the cold, calculating android, and he wouldn't ever show emotion or be emotional. Um, that was kind of just, you know, that that was the way he would be. And for Kara, um, the way I would play her is that she would pretty much do anything um, to save uh, the young girl. Right. Um, and except, you know, if the young girl didn't want her to do that. There are times when you can uh, do illegal things, but she's like, no, don't do that. Yeah. And so you can kind of <clears throat> decide to listen to her or not. And it affects your relationship. Um, but that's that's how I would play her is like do anything to protect the girl. And Marcus, um, because he's eventually the leader of the rebellion, um, I decided that uh, he would be kind of a pacifist because there's a scene where you can um, like be physical and violent or you can be pacifist and not. Yeah. And uh, Hendrickson, uh, the old guy, he like tells you to not be that way. And so I kind of decided from that point, okay, this is, this is the route I'm going to take him. He'll take the pacifist route and he won't uh, show any emotion or not emotion. He showed plenty of emotion, (laughs) Um, but he wouldn't show any violence or any, um, negative connotation uh, that way with his character. Okay, and so that's I, cool. Yeah, so I definitely feel like uh, I could go back, and if I played it completely opposite, I would get a completely different ending, like one hundred percent different ending. If I like reverse the roles, <clears throat> you yeah. know, made it so that uh, the Connor, like he showed as much emotion as possible, and uh. He went deviant, as they call him in the game, mm-hmm. you know, and, and have the girl, like, uh, not care about the young girl and just do whatever she wants or, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and then make it so that uh, Marcus is violent AF and just, like, destroy everything and, and beat up on everyone and... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, so <laughs> I, I could do that with this game, which is what I love. Um, and I've, I've even tempted, uh, I was even actually going to, uh, play it and stream it for you, but, um, I guess I wasn't able to get around with that. Had a bunch of other games come up and yeah, we're here now talking about it. So it works for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's so much more I could talk about uh, with it because there's, there's so much that goes on. Like. I, I swear this game took me, uh, sitting down in two-hour intervals, I swear it took me five uh, days to complete. Okay, oh, I, I was, was going to be the next question, was how long it took you to actually complete the game. <clears throat> yeah. And so, uh, for me, I think it was about ten hours for me to complete the game. But, you know, there's other stuff, like when I look back at the, the flow chart, yeah. and I'm like, what did I miss? Right. You know, like, <laughs> like there's investigation items and I got everything but one item. And I'm like, ah. I swear I searched everything yeah. in that. Uh, so, I mean, that could be, uh, but 
there because of the story and and because of the different endings for each scene we'll call them um that could be related to doing something in an earlier scene yeah you know because there are depending on uh what you do like for him for connor there's actually a part where um there's trying to trying to spoil this so give me a second <laughs> yeah no but, no do well okay let me let before you before you say that though let me ask this question okay do each of the characters have their own little arcs or is it just like or is it just like connor has his one uh kara has her one and marcus has her, has his one segment is that it and they all kind of meet or do they each have their own different story beats uh that connect at some point yeah so, um, the way it plays is that you'll play as Connor, and then you'll play as Kara, and then you'll play as Marcus, and they they take turns in the flowchart, kind of. Oh, okay. And so, okay. It, it takes turns. There are times, though, um, where the game will intersect, and, uh, like... There's actually a point in the game where you're trying to escape as Kara and Connor sees you. And so oh. you start out playing as Kara trying to like avoid him. And then Connor sees you and you switch over to Connor and now you're trying to chase and catch her. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah. And so there are um, other uh, things in that. In fact, there's a big, it's not the ending scene, but there's a big scene where they all kind of meet and the flow chart, like it, it goes from this person to this person. And as the story progresses, it like switches um, to each person. And I got to be honest, that was one of my favorite uh, parts of the game is <clears throat> when you're playing as all three and you're trying to like do this thing. Um, in fact, I, I did a mistake, and that was where I got Kara killed. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, and so she wasn't in the rest of the game from that point on. <laughs> right, jeez. I was like, no. Heartbreak. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, that could have been, though, because uh, the game is, I mean, I guess I could have explained this earlier. It does have uh, QTEs, quick time events. Yeah. Like, it'll come up, like, in an action scene. Someone comes swinging at you, and there'll be, like, a thing, that, that point, an arrow pointing to the left. Like, you're supposed to move the right stick to the left, and if you don't do yeah. it, like, you'll get beat up. <laughs> um, in fact, I I unlocked an achievement for never losing a fight. <laughs> there you go. So I never lost one of those fights. So you could there actually you lose that if they're, like, wailing on you and beating you. Yeah, and that's good. I mean, that I, I say that I say that because it's good to ha it's in my opinion, it's good to have things that you fail at and legitimately fail. It's mm -hmm. not like you know, oh, you fail, game over, try it again. Like, no, you can actually fail and mess up. Yeah, well, that just and if you do, yeah, if you do, you're you're punished for it, which you know you should be. Yeah, I mean, that just comes back to the whole process of. Like, looking at the story. Like, if you can lose a fight and that changes the story. Yeah. Like, I mean, it just boggles my mind how they how they keep this intact. I mean, I think you could fill up, uh, 
you know, a three-story wall with the flow chart, you know, <laughs> going with, like, tiny font. Yeah. You could just fill it up with how much they did um, on there. <clears throat> but, I mean, it's, it's just amazing uh, what these games can do. And they could be short experiences. I mean, I said it took me about 10 hours. Um, but I think this is one of his, again, biggest, David Cage's biggest games. Uh, and biggest stories, and that might be why it is so good compared to some of the others. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could be why some people aren't happy with him, uh, because yeah, very possible. Uh, you know, you pay sixty dollars for a game and you're done with it in like five hours. So I can understand uh, that being an issue. And I think they even started working on this in two thousand and thirteen. I think you're right. I think we I think we had first heard about it around like 2014, I think. Right. 2015. Well, so what what they did was they actually did a a short film called Kara. Mm. And uh, the film is actually included in the game so you can go in and unlock it by playing. Okay, that's really cool. Um but the the short film is essentially this mechanical robot building a android and this guy is turning her on and um making sure that she's like working and answering correctly and you know kind of like uh boot testing to make sure it's not faulty yeah and then she starts showing human emotion and he's like oh that's not good you know we need to take you apart and study you and and she, like, ends up crying out, I don't want to die, and that stops him. Yeah. And so he puts her back together and ships her out. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, that's that's this short little film. It's like a three-minute, four-minute film. And that kind of started the whole thing. Oh. And that actually came out in 2012. They released that uh, in 2012. Um, but I don't think they started, like, there was there was such a huge um outcry saying you know this is the game we want to play let's make that yeah uh and let us play that that uh, they ended up making it so you know about five years uh, if i'm not mistaken 2013 to 18 uh yeah so yep. i mean this this had a five i mean we could be generous and say six year development cycle but i think yeah. they were still working on uh beyond uh when when they released that when they released the short film yeah so <clears throat> by far the most the most ambitious it took the the longest time to make is there like a uh a big bad uh like uh a, a, a evil corporation or Something like that, or is it just like, or is it just the whole, hey, we're androids, you know, we, we deserve rights sort of deal. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that's an interesting question because, honestly, I don't know the answer to that. Okay. And it's <clears throat> not, it's probably not because the answer is not in the game. It's right. because I didn't ask the right question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, 
because they're i mean obviously this these androids are being made by a company right um and the name for the company is like all the way through the game so of course yeah. i would forget what the company's called <laughs> <laughs> um but uh they they are uh releasing these androids and they're they're giving updates and um roughly you show the cost of these androids are about $8,000 which wow um yeah which uh in the story of the game too this is taking place in Detroit and it's supposed to be something that revitalized Detroit and made it worth living in Detroit um, uh, kind of like back in their automotive days when it was the yeah. automotive capital of the world. Um, the androids have kind of brought that back, and that's why they, they set it in Detroit, is to, to kind of like give you that feeling of, of a city that, um, you know, really in this world, like I've heard you can find property dirt cheap uh, in Detroit uh, because you can't really find a living or make a living out there. Right, because the androids have sort of taken the jobs that people used to do. No, real Detroit. We're talking about oh, oh, Detroit oh, oh. right now. Oh. Um, but, no, the androids brought in jobs. It brought in manufacturing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, it revitalized Detroit that way. And then as androids became more popular, they uh, started taking jobs. Yeah, that that's where I was going with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um But yeah, the the company is there and they're actually the ones that have set Connor because Connor's supposed to be a state of the art uh prototype. Like he's not available for sale on the market yet. Mm. Um and so they've sent him to go investigating because there are more and more androids going deviant which is showing emotion and stuff like that. And so they've actually, they're the ones that have uh, sent Connor out to investigate um, these deviant cases. And um, he is uh, for sure linked into that. But there's also um, the original creator of the Android that created like the Androids and the, the software and everything. He's left the company. Huh. And so uh, there's a point where you actually go to meet up with him and you can chat with him. And uh, you're kind of given like a split second choice of what you want to do. And then you can only ask him like one question. Oh, man. <laughs> and um, yeah, I picked, picked the, the wrong, wrong question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like I, I got nothing. Like, Jeez. Uh, What's two times two? Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you that there's this overarching theme of uh, RA9, which, like, the androids uh, that go deviant, they start scribbling RA9. Don't know why. Apparently, doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> who, who gives an F if androids are scribbling in notebooks and on walls RA9? Means nothing. So you say that what you say that because you asked the wrong questions. Is that why you're saying that? Yeah, because that okay. that's what I asked. I asked. Uh, that was one of the choices, and I asked, 
uh, what is RA9 or, or, you know, um, how do I stop RA9 or whatever? And the guy's like, uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, you know, that's a decent question, but maybe it's not the right question. And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> I wanted more information. Right. So, and that is one thing that's kind of cool. I, I don't know if it's in the demo, um, but there are these futuristic magazines, which are essentially giant tablets that each page <laughs> is the screen. And uh, so they actually use the touchpad on the uh, PlayStation 4 controller. Like you actually slide your finger across to change the stories oh, and you okay. slide it down to change the pages. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And uh, those kind of give you the backstory. Like they're littered everywhere in the game, but they give you kind of a backstory and what's going on in the world. Okay, yeah. Um, for just one example, you can actually pick one up, and it talks about how up in Canada they don't have any androids. They haven't passed any law permitting android cells or uh, anything for that. Right. So that's one of the themes is trying to get to Canada because uh, androids don't, they're not up there, so they can't be up there. So if they can like sneak into Canada, they can live a peaceful life. Um, okay yeah but sort of like how deus ex does with their with their different magazines and stuff you'll you'll see things about oh what's going on in peru and things like that yeah yeah gotcha exactly so and there's even one where uh, like they sent androids uh to one of i think it's saturn's moons and they're supposed to be trying to colonize uh, one of the moons of Saturn, I think it was, or um, like there's huh. there's just all these uh, stories that you can read about and see about, um, and and that kind of adds uh, to this this story to this world. That there's just all this kind of information. It, it kind of helps you um, think of this as a real world. Like, you know, you have these three characters and stuffs happening to them. Sure. But there's all this other stuff going on in the world that you can read about. And so it kind of helps develop the world and make it feel yeah. more real or realistic or uh, anything you want from there. That's what's up, man. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad that you uh, you like it and you're having a good time with it for sure. Or you had a good time with it anyway. Yeah, I definitely had a good time with it. I made, thanks to the flowchart, like, if it didn't have the flowchart, um, I would have no ambition to go back and try right. and uh, complete it. Yeah. Like, just, there's just no way. Like, there's too many options. And so, <laughs> because it has this flowchart, though, um, there's a part of me, like I said, my completion aside, that kind of wants to go back and get every option right. and try and, and see if. Um, because I don't know if if you have to play it from beginning to end or if you can just play segments. Like yeah. that's, that's the one thing I would like to uh, know, and maybe I should go back and try that, is just go back in and try different uh, segments if I can and see if I can just get the different stories. Because just getting 
all the information uh, would be nice. Like there's there's so much story in here that you only get if you ask the right question or you do the right thing. Yeah. Um, to get that particular story bit, <clears throat> that it feels like you have to play it multiple times. And right. I'd really rather just like complete this scene and then go on to the next. And well, you can either start from this point, that point, or this point here. Um. Yeah. So that that's kind of my my issues that I'm dealing with is do, do I want to like, I was all for it. And I, like I said, I was going to stream it, but then I was like, eh, you know, I've, I've already gotten the story. Maybe I should play this yeah. game instead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that. Yeah. For sure. Um, any, uh, thing you want to say in any closing? My final thoughts on this kind of just wrapping this up, if you will is that I think it's a, a great game. If you own a PlayStation 4, you owe it to yourself to play this. I mean, these are these are one of the few games, you know, when you look at Xbox versus PlayStation, and most, honestly, I, f I feel like most of the great games are on both consoles. Yeah. And they don't require you to choose. Um, but if you have a PlayStation 4, whether you have an Xbox as well or not, this is one of those games that that it requires you to to play. You know, the, the story is great. The timing is great for it. It's not a super long game, so you won't be there for hours. You know, you don't have to uh, be the sort of type like me. I, I investigate everything. I try and check everything. Oh, there's a magazine? Well, let's see what's in the magazine. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> there's a perp running. Oh, God, a magazine. Let's just see what's in the magazine. First. <laughs> Ignore him. Magazine. Yeah. Well, we'll catch up to him later. <laughs> um, and, and so you don't have to play it that way, which is the, the beauty of it. You can play it how you want, you know. You can go in guns a blazing, or you can go in being a pacifist, or, or, you know. So it doesn't matter what type of gamer you are. You owe it to yourself to play this game. It's it's that good. And you know, just to touch on the music because I hadn't touched on that before. Um, I found out after the fact uh, with a, a video that you can, again, unlock in the game. But each main character, they got a different composer for. That's nice. That's really cool. Yeah, so there's so this game has three different composers <laughs> for it. Like, just think about that for a second. How many movies or games do you know that have more than one composer? Yeah. You know, so it's just it's just kind of crazy to think what again what went into this, um, and it's it's a complete package. Um, you know, there's only one thing that I didn't like about it, and I'm I'm not gonna talk about. It. I told you about it before, uh, but I won't talk about it on the podcast. But um, there is a bit in there that makes me feel that this game was censored. 
um, mm-hmm. either by Sony or the ESRB said, no, if you put that in there, um, you're going to get an AO rating. And so I feel like the game is is censored, and I don't like censored stuff. You know, like there's there's stuff that I don't like. Like I've talked before, I don't like gore and zombies and stuff like that. But I don't really, like I don't want that censored, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, so uh, with my, my feelings towards that, I don't like that it was censored and I don't, uh, feel that that was appropriate for the the style and the the game and everything. So, uh, for me, um, to to give this a final rating, um, I would have to give it four and a half out of five R's. Okay. Like th- this is this is one of the the great games. I mean, uh, come our top ten games of two thousand eighteen. Uh, I don't know where this will be, but it will be on the list. So, <laughs> so <Right>. look forward <laughs> to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, even if, like, if you can't afford it or you don't have time, you really should watch someone else play it. Like, I mean, it it's that good of a game. I would recommend buying it because it's, it's a good, great game. But, yeah. you know, if you can't, definitely look this up. Like, check it out. Watch someone else play it. Because even if you watch them play it, and later on you decide to get it, you can change your path. You know, you can go down a different route. You can. It's a different game for you because you're doing something different. Right, exactly. After the first half of the podcast, we had a riveting discussion about Detroit Become Human. The second half is going to be mostly about me. <laughs> yeah. Byron, at least become anyway. human. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Become podcast host. That's me. No, yeah. <laughs> no, but um, I'm gonna be uh, just talking a little bit about the uh, Destiny Two Forsaken uh, reveal. Okay. And this, they did a live stream on Tuesday. They did this on uh, yeah Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern time anyway. Um, they te- they talked about the things they're doing for year two of Destiny, starting with this reveal for the Forsaken uh, expansion. So I have some highlights here, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about my some of my concerns for the expansion, because it's not all sunshine and rainbows here. It never is. You yeah. can't be like that. Just for you can't you can't be like that just for the sake of you know, whatever. Right. So, so anyway, so we're going to be going back to the reef uh, for this uh, this expansion, and we're going to be going to two new destinations. There's a place called the Tangled, the Tangled Shore and the Dreaming City. Uh, the Dreaming City is the endgame destination where the raid will take place, and it's also uh, full of secrets and stuff as well. It sounds like it's going to be almost like a uh, patrol space, but with added stuff to it, sort of like Dreadnought, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, because they, they, they Bungie described the Dreaming City as uh, the Vault of, Vault of Glass and the Dreadnought if they had... If, if it had a twin, it's okay. them to put together, basically, which is really cool. They also said that the Dreaming City uh, will change as you discover things and as you do things in the city. It'll open up new areas and things like that. I don't know if that's going to be like a, a uh, game-wide thing, meaning that as other people do things, like as other, as other teams complete the raid or whatever, or if it's just what you and your group do. 
or what you do by yourself. So no yeah. idea about that, but we'll find out about that later down the road. Uh, the Tangled Shore, that is the other destination that we're going to be going to. It's described as a, uh, a lawless area where these uh, the new enemy type, the new fallen enemy type called the Scorn is going to be. Uh, the Scorn are, Bungie describes them as really aggressive uh, types of fallen. They're going to just keep coming at you um, the whole time as far as their combat style goes, which is interesting. But we'll see what happens with that. Um, they they also mentioned that we're going to be taking on Barons uh, it, from from this uh, enemy type, from, from, from the Scorn. Uh, Barons in the Destiny universe, as far as Fallen goes, are one step below a Kel. And Kells are the most powerful types of Fallen. They're the leaders of the Fallen Houses. Barons are one step below them, so they're just as powerful as Kells. Uh, there's eight of them. There's uh, they mentioned one in the in the vid doc. Uh, there's a sniper one you're gonna get in a, in a battle with, with sniper rifles. There's a and then there's like a melee one or something. So those sound really cool. The fallen look really cool. These these fallen the barons look really cool and the scorn uh, fallen also look pretty cool. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, there is a new weapon system. Um, they're calling it the uh, play your way style. You can use the D1 style, the D2 style, or they described it in the in the vid doc. You can go crazy and have three shotguns if you want. Um, there's also a bow joining the weapon types, and there are short, medium, and long range bows. Now, people are saying, why would you want to have a bow in a game where you can have it's all these different rainbow. guns, all these different guns and such? Yeah, uh, and that's fine. Um, but I point you to Far Cry for that sort of thing. Uh, bows, are, bows, in my opinion, are always really fun to use in, in video games. So for me, I'm definitely looking forward to trying out the bows, and hopefully they're good uh, when they when when uh, Forsaken right. comes out. Hopefully they're good off the bat. Right, because whenever you play PUBG, you always go for the crossbow. You're like, give oh, me yeah. that. I ain't yeah, going nothing yeah, else. Yeah, I want I want the crossbow, man. But um, <laughs> no. No, no. Crossbow PUBG is not good. That one well, is not good. I mean, they already have uh, Captain America in the, senti- uh, the Sentinel gear with the shield. They might as well yeah. have Hawkeye, too. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. yeah. The, um, the, they are bringing back uh, random rolls on weapons, so that makes me happy. That makes me happy. Random what? Give me, uh, ran- r- random rolls on weapons, like in Destiny 1. Maybe for people that don't understand what that means. Okay, yeah. Yeah, random rolls. So, yeah, thank you. Um, so, basically, what that means is each gun now... Uh, okay, first, let me go back. First, when Destiny 2 came out, they were like, yeah, each of the guns are going to have a set roll. Meaning that, you know, meaning that if you get if you get your second better devils, it's not going to be any different than the first one you got because they're all the same. So when you say different, you mean like the, the perks. extra, yeah, the perks, the perks and stuff, yeah. So with random with random rolls, how that works is each gun that drops now uh, are going to have different perks on them depending on the type of gun it is. So hand cannons will have different perks than auto rifles, and so on and so forth. 
So, for example, on on a hand cannon, you or you could get something like uh, triple tap, which which allows for you, if you make three precision hits, you'll get you'll get your you'll get a shot back in your in your magazine. Um, you could get something on auto rifle. You get something like uh, uh, the bottom of your magazine does more damage. Um, on a scout rifle, you get something like firefly, which makes enemies explode when you get a, when you get a headshot. Um, or a critical. So things like that are going to be uh, coming back, which, again, like I said, makes me happy because it allows me to uh, get guns that sort of fit my play style for what I want in terms of in terms of that type of gun. So for hand cannons, like a certain role or, you know, whatever. They're also bringing improvements to the mod system. And there's a new masterwork style uh, system based on weapon investment. So I'm imagining what this is is it's going to be something like, excuse me, maybe something like uh, Call of Duty, where oh if you get if you get X amount of kills with this gun, you'll get uh, something for it. Right. Be able to improve the gun further over time, which is nice because again it makes you want to use those guns more if you really like them. You're gonna put your time into them and make them better. Well, I mean, it, <clears throat> it's Depending just gonna on how make the you. Goes, of course. Yeah, it's it's gonna make you want to um, use them in a specific way. Yeah, yeah. Now, because I yeah, yeah. I swear I remember that was in uh, Destiny One, where it was like uh, get you know to unlock the special stuff in this one, get X amount of headshots. Sort of. Sort of. They had something like that in D1. It was... I'm trying to think of what it was. I can't remember what it was right now, but they had something like that. I'm. Re- they haven't honestly talked a lot about the new masterwork system that they're doing and the uh, mod system. That's one of my concerns, but we'll get there. Um, they There are going to be nine new supers, three for each class. I was explaining this to you yesterday, and it was sort of confusing, I think, at first. So... Uh, basically what this means is each class, the Warlock, Titan, and the Hunter are going to get, are going to get, uh, a new, are going to get a new super, one for each element. So there's going to be a new Arc Super, a new Solar Super, and a new Void Super for each of the classes. Right. Well, I think the, the confusing part was that when you say super, um, Mm -hmm. There's more than just like one uh, item attached to that super. Yes, like if you no, go no, in... you, you're correct. You're correct because there are the attunements <clears throat> as well. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. Is it that you're just getting a super, or are you getting a whole attunement thing for each well, class? Right now, I'm you going know? to assume I'm going to assume that they're going to bring new attunements along with the supers as well. Right. And so, does that mean you're going to have more? Uh, levels so that you can get upgrade points to add or is it just going to be oh well you got it you get the whole thing oh no I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be because uh, usually with, 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 the, with these expansions they're going to increase the level cap and the, and the light level so I'm assuming if things are going to continue in, this, in the same trend they're going to up, up, the, up the level and up the max light level as well so you'll reach a certain level and you might go hey uh you get a new super, or you may have to do something to get the new super. 
like how when they brought the when they brought the supers into uh, Destiny One, you had to do a quest to get those supers. It'll mm-hmm. probably be something similar. Right. But I don't know. But if I recall, you had to uh, level those up in D one. Like you, you got did, yeah. them, but you didn't get everything with them. Right. Yeah. And so that's kind yeah, of what makes me. Yeah, you still had to me, level it up. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's uh, last night when we were talking about it. That's where I was confused. Oh, okay. I because got you. each each super um, has four they have their own attunements perks and all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that you unlock with them, and so okay. I, I was like, wait. Are, right. Are we know, just getting the supers, or are we getting? Yeah, we're maybe, getting new play styles. Yeah, with, maybe with I didn't. Those supers as well. Yeah, maybe I didn't uh, say that correctly, or you know, or is it going to be like my whole thought process was add, you know, add a new element for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, I I would like to see a new element that might be something for later down the road though. Um, we'll see because they haven't really introduced anything that could seem like a new element into the mm-hmm. lore. Um. So there's going to be a new game mode called Gambit, and Gambit is a it's a p it's a PVE PVP slash game mode. It sounds really cool. Um, right. From a PV, from what? PVE. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to try and say it that way. I didn't want to confuse <laughs> anybody. <laughs> so it's both it's both PVE and PVP combined together. So. From what I've from what I've heard from people who are, who are allowed to talk about it anyway, um, from what li- from what little they they've given, is that uh, you uh, there's two teams, and you 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 go into your different arenas. There's enemies in the arena. You kill them and you get you get moats. The moats you use to bank, and you bank the moats and you earn points. And then after a certain amount of time goes by, you can. Uh, you can send a blocker to the other to the other team's arena to block them from banking the banking their moats, thus slowing them down. And um, there's also going to be a point in the game where you can go into the other team's arena and invade them and try and kill them and take their moats. So it sounds pretty cool, but I want to see it. I want to see it in action first before I get excited about it. And it this, sounds cool though. This is called mayhem. It's called gambit. Gambit. Yep. It sounded like mayhem. That's why I, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. Gambit. G-A-M-B-I-T. Um, well, well, Gambit knows how to throw a card, Sherry. <laughs> You're fired. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, and uh, finally, there's uh, there's going to be collections and triumphs to allow you to, and this allows you to track your achievements and and lore, lore stuff, as well as as well as the different items in the game. Uh, I'm assuming collections going to work just like D1, where you go in and you're like, oh, I missed, you know, I want to know how to get this exotic or this legendary or this shader or whatever, and you'll go to it and it'll tell you this is how you get it, this is what you do if you want this item or whatever. Um, but I'm also assuming that they're going to lock some things off as well because uh, they might be time-gated or hidden behind a quest or something like that. Right. Uh, but won't know until we see it um, in action. So there is a lot to be excited about mm-hmm. if you are a, a Destiny uh, player. Right. And even if you're someone who left Destiny and wanted to come back, uh, 
I said I said it before, and I'm pretty sure you've heard it from others in the community, but this will probably be the one that will bring you back to at least try it out. Because they, I, I, in my opinion, they are addressing a lot of my own personal concerns, but a lot of the community's concerns as well with the game. Uh, the the investment of time, making it more of a hobby again, uh, things like that. Again, yeah. my my concerns though, my concerns that come with the new weapon system, and how that's going to work, especially in PvP, and how they're yeah. going to manage the and the ammo the ammo economy. Because, you know, for example, let's say you want to run around with three shotguns. Shotguns are considered heavy weapons in D2. Uh, so they're not going to make, they're not going to have, I, okay. I don't know this for a fact, but let's just say they don't have kinetic shotguns or kinetic, uh, anything that's considered an energy weapon or a power weapon. Um, which are most guns anyway, they're not going to give them all of a sudden kinetic, uh, ammo slots. So you're going to be using your three heavy slots, your three power weapons. If you wanted to use three shotguns, which means you're going to be running out of ammo because heavy to drop all that often. Right. <laughs> so, well, um, um, I could be wrong, but the, the way I thought of it when you mentioned it was that you're already getting um, items now that say like kinetic or they say like special ammo or, or they specifically say what type yeah. of yeah. Like, gun yeah, you're getting. Yeah. And so it would make sense that you're still going to get those. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So if you um, equipped two kinetic energies, well, those are going to pull from the same ammo slot. Yes. Yep. Yep. They're all going to pull from the same one. Yeah. That's that. That's what make that 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 make sense to me too. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you would want to if you're realistically going to play, you're not going to want to grab. Um, three special guns, and I'll be honest. I kind of figured that they wouldn't mess with the special gun. Like the special gun is special, you know. Um, and it would just be your slot one and two that would be changing. Yeah. And you know, it would behoove you to have an energy weapon and have a kinetic or a kinetic weapon, so that yeah. you're not pulling from the same ammo. Yeah. Unless I, I think they just say screw it, we're getting rid of energy and uh, power ammos, and everybody, it's all the same ammo. Yeah, yeah, I, it, it, that's that's going to be the interesting thing to see how they're going to manage that and work that into the uh, into the game now, because, I mean, with, with D1, with D1, you know, you had your, your snipers, your shotguns, and your fusion rifles. Those were all considered uh, special ammo types. Mm-hmm. Which was green. Greens are now energy weapons, which are which are the uh, everything else that's not a rocket launcher, a sniper, a shotgun, or a fusion rifle. It's just your scouts, your hand cannons, your sidearms, and your auto rifles. So all those are energy weapons now. So now now with the new system, you can go back to the D1 style, and you can use like now I could use. I could use a hand cannon, a sniper rifle, and a rocket launcher if I wanted to. How that would work is my concern, how they're going to balance that out. Um, yeah. 
and uh, the um, so yeah, that's one of my concerns. And the other one, well, I definitely don't want to be like PVPing, and a dude has a, a rocket launcher for his weapon one and weapon two. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I don't want to do that because the those guns are overpowered in uh, PVP. Yeah, there are rocket launchers that are really good, and cluster bombs the way they go right now, which is fine. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, another one of my uh, my concerns though comes in the form of the um, what's it, the uh, uh, gambit, just because I haven't seen it. So mm-hmm. I, I want to see how it plays. It's not as much of a concern, but I just want to see how it plays uh, before I even make a decision on pre-ordering or not. Like I want to see, I want to see gameplay because uh, we've all we've been here before, and Bungie is not going to get a free pass from me. Um, there, like I said, there is a lot to be excited about. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt about it. Bungie, Bungie's really good at hyping these things up. But I want to see gameplay before I make a decision whether I'm going to pre-order it or not. Uh, just so you guys know, the expansion by itself is forty dollars. Going to come out on September fourth, uh, and there are two. There's two little. There's two uh, bonus uh, things for it. There's the expansion plus the annual pass, which is seventy dollars, and then there's the digital deluxe edition or something, which is like eighty. I don't know what comes in that besides the uh pass and the uh other thing but and the dlc itself but i have no idea i don't think they talked about it yet but right. we'll know more at e3 coming up uh later today friday uh i guess we'll know more starting monday or something <laughs> right <laughs> and so we'll see well um <clears throat> a couple things to say with that yeah uh i mean we'll start with if uh, the leaks are true. Um, we'll find out during Microsoft's press conference, which I believe is on Monday. Uh, okay. So that I don't know if that leak is true or not, because normally yeah. you learn about Destiny stuff during the uh, PS4. Yeah, yeah, on PlayStation. Sony's press but conference, yeah. supposedly, um, Destiny is going to be in the uh, Microsoft press conference. Mm. So. We should know more Monday. I don't know if you was done talking uh, about Destiny, but I did uh, write up a few things that I wanted to talk about because I didn't want to. Okay. I didn't yeah, want to yeah, stop yeah. you talking. Yeah. Um, but I I did kind of have these uh, questions or these thoughts about them. Of course. Go ahead, man. Yeah, sure. Um, the first is that with the way you're explaining it and the way I'm I'm kind of hearing what Gambit is, it kind of mm-hmm. sounds like what they've done with MOBAs, like League of Legends, mm-hmm. you know, where you have your characters that you play as, but there's also, like, uh, PvE characters that go around, and they're going after um, the the main target or whatever, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. And there's even a, a game, I think it was called Major League Combat, um, that I played, and it was a MOBA. And mm-hmm. uh, the whole point in that game was that your robots were going towards their um, kind of center area and you were trying to get your robots there and so you were trying to kill them and kill their robots from coming in and attacking your main thing. Like, you couldn't attack the main base, we'll call it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, 
only your robots could. So the whole point was to clear a path for your robots to go and do that. And uh, just kind of with what you said about Gambit, that that's kind of what it sounds like to me is that they're mm-hmm. they're making a a MOBA uh, battlefield, if you will, or a, a crucible map. Yeah, it 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 sound, it's it's definitely an arena based uh thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only difference is the fact that you both teams are split from each other until one until one I don't know I don't know if the whole team can invade or if one person from the team invades I don't know there's so much we don't know about the game the game mode that it's all just speculation at this point uh right but it, yeah I mean it does it does sound like it has some sort of uh, uh if you want to call them mobile like uh elements to it Right. But again, we won't really know anything until it actually we actually see gameplay of it. And yeah. it's really cool that it's actually going to be a Guardian Con, so I'm super excited for that. I want to go, but won't be able to, unfortunately. Sad face. <laughs> yep. Too bad for you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, so the next thing mm-hmm. is that I don't think I like the idea of random rolls on the guns. Okay. Um, and the reason why. I don't like that is because that means that any gun can have any roll on it. Not for... necessarily. Well, I mean, if if you have random rolls, but it's like, well, there's two options. That's not really random, you know. Well, no, well, no. But what they, <laughs> I'm gonna, what they did in in D1 was like each each um. Each type of gun, though, so there's the different classes of guns, you know, scouts, autos, right. hand cannons, snipers, Sniper, all those. Yep, yep. Each of those guns can roll with a different set of perks specific to that type of gun. So you're not gonna you're not gonna get something like, uh, like you you're not gonna get something. I'm trying to think of one that's that's like sort of crazy that you won't be able to get on a certain type of gun. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like. You right. could get you could get Firefly on a hand cannon, but you're probably not gonna get it on something like a sidearm. So like right. there's there's different the different perks have a chance to be on they're only like certain ones that can go on certain types of guns. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean I understand yeah. that, but yeah. still it it makes Special guns, not special. <clears throat> uh, special special guns meaning meaning which ones? Well, like let's say legendary, because I assume that's the only thing that people are gonna care about are, are exotic and legendary guns. There that's, are that's blues that are really good, but yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, well, most people are gonna take the blues and they're gonna put them into their like legendary or whatever. Yeah. Um. You know to level them sand up. Wasp, the blue, the blue sand wasp uh, auto rifle, really good guys. <laughs> the vice one. Yeah. Check it out. <laughs> but exactly. So now that gun, it's going to be meaningless. It's going to be pointless. You know. I mean, like if, can... if I'm understanding this correctly, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of where this random rolls is going. Is that people were like, well, I don't want this gun. I want this gun. I want it to have this perk. And it's like then play with a gun that has that perk, you know? So for me, that that makes special weapons not special. 
I mean, that makes sense. I, that's that's I, just I, my my whole thought process is that yeah. by uh, allowing these random rolls, the guns are no longer special. It's it's now chance. Mm-hmm. Now you have a chance to have a great gun, and that that gets rid of that. Instead of if I know I have this gun, oh, this is a great gun, you know. As opposed to oh, well, hold up, well, let me see what it rolled, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I get, I get where you're coming from, and I'll be honest with you, I was on board at first when they were talking about oh, each of the guns are gonna have their own identity, and you know. They're going to have set roles and all the other stuff. I was totally on board with it at first. I really was. But now that I've gotten to where I am in the game and I've been playing it for so long, for me, there is no reason for me to care about my 100th better devils. I don't care about it because they're all the same. If I could have a different one for a different play style, uh, for me anyway, that, that would make it – that would make me care more about it and I wouldn't shard it immediately. Because I have no, re- I have no reason to keep it around. Because I already have one. Right. And 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 you and with with the with the limited loot pool um, in Destiny, I feel like <clears throat> I feel like you need you need to have some sort of var- variance within the guns. So even if you have, you know, my my better devils can have perks on it that yours doesn't have. Yours will work for you because that's how you play the game. That word versus mine, which suits me better. So, for me, it's about the variation of play styles and finding. Everyone wants that god roll that works for them. What they have, what they have in mind for a god roll for a weapon. Uh, so, you know, I think it forces, it makes people want to keep playing because they want to try and get the best roll on on a gun that fits their play style. Like for me on a pulse rifle, I would my god roll rolls would be something like oh let me get a head seeker and something that increases my my, my range or something like that. So, right. uh, whereas yours may be something different. So for me, it's about the variation of play styles for people. That's just how I see it. Yeah, I got you. Makes sense. Um. So the the last well second to last thing was <laughs> so was this not getting like a physical release like the Taken King? Are we not seeing that? I don't know. They didn't say anything about it at the reveal. Doesn't mean it won't happen, but I have no idea. Honestly, I have no idea. Okay, because that's kind of what like. I don't know. I, I think I did a little I, looking because, up. You know, go ahead. Go Sorry. ahead. I did a little looking up for, mm-hmm. and I believe it requires you to, from what I understand, have Destiny Two and both expansions, the uh, Curse of Osiris and Warmind. Yeah, and I really don't like that either. Yeah, I don't like that at all. I I don't like that at all. That's that it's it's one thing. It's one thing to to give it its own separate, you know, release, uh, physical copy or whatever it may be, just so you can, you know, appease those people who, you know, want to have it. But if you don't want to get Crispo Cyrus, which I don't blame you, um, or, or Warmind, or, or, or you have one or the other, you know, and you want to get Forsaken, 
you shouldn't have to spend the extra money to get both the both DLCs and then get Forsaken when it comes out in September. So I'm hoping at some point they'll do a like a game of the year edition where you can get everything for sixty bucks or whatever. Right. Well, I mean that was the the Taken King because that was what they did. Yeah, was Taken King. Taken King included the other expansions before yeah. plus Taken yeah. King. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm hoping that's what they do. Uh, but right now I haven't heard anything or seen anything about uh, that one way or the other. Right. And um, and I do want to know more about um, um, before you go on. I do want to know more about the annual passing too because they talked about it in the reveal and were like, yeah, this we're gonna this is a new way we're doing content for for Forsaken and they they talked about uh, they talked about like what it consists of and everything and then they're like we're gonna go into more detail in the in the uh, twelve this week and in the twelve it was just in in my in my opinion. It was basically a repeat of what we heard in the stream. They didn't really go into the level of detail that I would have wanted to see as far as how everything breaks down. Right. So that's that's another uh, confusing part for me too. Well, right. As far as that goes. Because I'm, uh, I, that was the next thing I was gonna ask into uh, okay, because yeah. I noticed that um, you can get it has a separate thing for Forsaken. You can get for forty dollars. Yes. Yeah, I was looking it up at GameStop, by the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they have this annual pass that you can get for $35. And when you look at the image, um, they show uh, three things for the annual pass. Yeah, Penumbra the uh, and the other two. Black Armory. Yeah. And Joker's Wild. Which, yeah. Hey, Mass Effect crossover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me get Joker flying my ship. Probably not, but <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it seems like they're going to release it uh, with Black Armory, Joker's Wild, and then Penumbra. That's going to be the release cycle that they've yeah. set up for that. But you can also buy those together for seventy dollars. Yeah. And then if if you consider that you also need um, Osiris and Warmine. Which it's forty dollars for that. You can get a, a combo pack for that. And then you also have to have Destiny Two, which Destiny Two has been pretty dirt cheap lately. <laughs> yeah. Like you can get it for like fifteen bucks lately. I've seen like brand yeah. new on Amazon and GameStop and that. If you're a brand new player, let's say, didn't play Destiny Two at all, and right. you wanted to get the whole package here. I mean, we're looking at like a hundred and twenty dollars. To, to get the whole thing. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm, 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 I'm really hoping they find they will make a physical edition, like a, again, like a game of the year edition, where they give you everything for six bucks or whatever. Like, cool. Right. Well, so because well, it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense for um for you for you you as a consumer. It doesn't make sense for you to have to spend one hundred and twenty dollars. To get everything, right? Versus, you know, spending sixty and getting everything as well. Now, now I will I will say this. We'll say this. If if the physical if they do do a physical edition where they give you where they give you Forsaken, where they, where they give you the base the base D two, Osiris right. and Warmind, and you get and you get the Forsaken uh, expansion as well. All that for sixty bucks. 
And if you decide you want to get the annual pass for 35 later down the road, fine. Uh, but that's one of those things where, you know, you don't you're you're not obligated to get the annual pass if you're someone if you're someone who has D who has D two and you have all the DLC already for it and you want to get Forsaken and pay forty bucks for it, fine. And you know if you want to wait and see what the annual pass is all about uh, when they start doing content for that, fine. You're totally entitled to wait and do it. You know if you want to wait for Forsaken. See how, see what everybody thinks about it. Fine, you know. Um, right. But at the same time, I don't think that uh, it's. Um, I don't want to say fair because life's not fair. <laughs> but um, I think you know what I'm getting at here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, well, do you think though they might pull a um, Bethesda? With Fallout 4. And raise the price? Yeah, like, it, well, earlier adopters got it for $35, but now we're bumping it up to 50 because there's that much content. <laughs> and it wasn't. Um, I would hope that. I hope they don't do that. That would be, that would be really bad uh, bad for them. Because, right. I mean, even, even with Warmind and the way things are right now, there are still plenty of people, myself included, um, who, who need to who need Bungie to work on develop work on getting their goodwill back? I mean, I love Destiny, as you know. Uh, I I play it now with Warmind pretty much pretty much almost, almost every day because I still have things things I'm doing in the game. There's still things I'm looking forward to getting. The Catalyst have helped a lot uh, right. with with mm-hmm. my investment in the game, um, but I know everybody is not like me, so. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's tough to uh, be where Bungie is now. But I mean, if you are one of the people who are who are skeptical, that's perfectly fine. You know, I'm not telling you to go here and pre-order right now. We haven't seen anything. <laughs> we saw we saw the reveal the reveal stream, and that was like it was like 45 minutes. Yeah, that's for me. It's not enough. I I haven't pre-ordered anything, and that's real. Like I haven't pre-ordered anything yet. I wanna. I've thought about it. It's been a thought, but I've not done anything yet because I want to see what happens. I want to yeah. see. I want to see what game looks like. I want to see what the uh, the new weapon slots and changes and all stuff look like. I want to see it before I make a decision whether to pre-order it or not. Right. So I mean, well, that's kind of where I am right now. You know. Yeah, and let's ask the question too. Mm-hmm. Um, how much are these items going to cost and how much content as far as the annual pass goes? You know, are these going to be more Osiris and um, Warmind level of content? Like, Because I don't know, if, but... If you give me a second, I can tell you. Um, some people have said that they were, like, contentless and there was, like, next to no content released in those. So is it is it going to be similar in, to that? In, in in Osiris and Warmind, you mean? Yeah, that's what uh, I was reading up a bit of it, and they that's mm-hmm. what they'd said was that um, there was like really no content, very little content released. I'll tell you, Warmind has much more content than Osiris does. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll Con- tell you that much. 
And so then, you know, that's the question is, yeah. are these going to be like smaller updates? So are they going to be cheaper form? Like, are they yeah, going to be $15? So... Are they going to be $20 per these contents? Like the others were? or Yeah, so... The way so the way this breaks down, I'm 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 relo- I'm in the twab in the in the twab right now. Uh, Forsaken major expansion, you get the story, the destinations, uh, new levels and power, the subclass, the subclass pass and supers, the the mode the mode called Gambit. You get all the raid, the new rewards, the new gear, new exotic gear. Right, but I'm I'm talking about black armory and Joker's yeah, wild for the annual pass. Yeah. Three premium content releases. Right. What's uh, in those? So what it says in here, there's more pinnacle activities, more weapons and armor, new and returning exotics, more endgame challenges, more raid layers, unique vanity rewards, more triumph to collect, and more lore to discover. That's all we get. That's all the information that's on here. Um, so okay. for me, what it, what it sounds like, if I'm interpreting it right, is that they're sort of going... They're sort of they're focusing on what they do best, and that is the uh, the tank missions. <laughs> yes, no, you know, <laughs> the end game, the the end game style of content, and the and the powerful powerful gear and all that stuff. That's what I'm getting anyway. Okay, so do you think we'll be getting like they say lore, but mm-hmm. lore isn't quite the same thing as story or canon. So do you think with that annual pass we'll be getting anything like that? That I yeah that I don't know. I I honestly don't know. Um, there wasn't any real hints about it, one, one one way or the other. But like I said, I think if I understand it right, they they're gonna be doing uh stuff like that. But I think it's mostly gonna be focused on like the raid layers and the exotic gear. And uh, that kind of stuff, and the lore will come. Uh, excuse me, the lore will come from those things, versus like, oh, here's five story missions which will take you two hours to do, and that's it. So you you think for a uh, cutscene gamer like me, the Forsaken should get, but the annual pass uh, should avoid right now. Obviously, that that can change, but. Just right now, with what Bungie's telling us. If I were you, I would wait and see what they're going to talk about for the for the annual, what they're going to do with the annual pass. I would definitely wait for you. For me, since since I'm uh, I would consider myself a hardcore Destiny player. Um, when it comes time to pre-order, if I like everything that I see and everything, I'm probably gonna gonna get the seventy or eighty dollar version, depending on what comes in that digital deluxe version, because I want all the stuff. Um, so. So, uh, but yeah, for you, I would, I would definitely, uh, wait on the annual pass to see what, it, what they're going to do with it. Cause it's very unclear right now. Right. Can but we... yeah, that's, um, that's yeah. all I had on the destiny thing. Too. Anything else? <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. I'm Fine. sorry. <laughs> We're talking over each other. We Don't are. We're doing us. it again. Yeah, no, that's all I had to say. Okay, okay. I think we can go ahead and wrap this up. Yeah, we've been here for almost two hours. Yeah, well. Probably two and a half. You wanted to talk about Destiny. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did, I know. And I you know. have no regrets. Nope, none at all. <laughs> all right, guys. So, uh, we're out of here. Thank you all so much 
for tuning in to episode 45 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. Once again, we are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. Before we get out of here, Ken, round of plugs, go. Yeah, so you can find us on Twitter at R&R Gaming Pod. That's R-A-N-D-R Gaming P-O-D. Uh, I myself am personally on Twitter at Macrobov. That's M-A-C-R-O-B-O-V. Uh, Byron's on Twitter at B underscore Ron one four one seven. Where else can they find us? They can find us on Twitch. Well, me on Twitch. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, us, us. Sometimes yeah. us. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes us. us. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we play games <laughs> together. Sometimes we play games together on Twitch. Um, you can find me at my Twitch channel, and again, sometimes us. Streaming on Twitch. That is twitch.tv slash b underscore ron one four one seven. You can find the podcast. <laughs> That's what you meant, really. Yeah. But you can find the podcast also on Google Play Music, on iTunes, and on the Castbox app. Type in R with the ampersand uh, and another R gaming podcast, and you'll find it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it, though, right? With all the plugs, I got everything. Sounds right. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll be back um, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, tomorrow. We're 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 still working on that. Yeah. But well, 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 tomorrow in terms of like. When, as of recording tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, by time not to like, really hear this, we will not be back tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but we'll be, <laughs> we'll be back next week. Can't tell them why. Because <laughs> yeah. we'll have all the new latest information from E3, and because everyone could use a little more R&R. <laughs> we don't like stay on and talk about stuff mm-hmm. um you'll be fine because i mean we'll probably like stay on and like oh man this was this looks like that and this you know <laughs> yeah like, like we normally do like we're doing yeah. now we're, we're done <laughs> yeah. with the podcast